0: Hey, fellow Kids Inc. fans. Welcome to the Kids Inc. podcast. I am your host Susan Yaker, and this is episode 7 part 2. In this episode we continue our chat with the fabulous Jerry Shirell. Jerry, I can't thank you enough for taking so much time to talk with us and share so many stories from your days on Kids Incorporated. This interview has just been incredible. So with that being said, here's a little more of it. (laughs) it (laughs) What do you remember? um, Let's start with the show first, and then we'll go outside the show. What were some of your highlights from the series? Uh, Favorite episodes, favorite songs, favorite memories?
1: I think... um... I definitely have favorite episodes and and as I always say to my friends, whenever you get into one of those favorite albums ever, or favorites, mm-hmm. I'm always like, I have two. Sorry, I can't have just one. I have two. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have two. I really loved X Marks the Spot, mm-hmm. which is where we went on the treasure hunt. Yeah. Uh, which was for Renee's birthday. Um, and I loved uh, the one that was called Some Like It Hot. Which was where Rasan and I tried to get into the Sandy Garrett music. Yeah, videos. yeah. yeah. Uh, I I also enjoyed the new image when we had uh, when I wanted our band to have a new image. Yes. And, uh, or the yes. braids and 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 honestly, when I look back on it, I I liked the ones that were little that were obviously based in reality. Right. Because for me, as a fourteen-year-old boy, uh, I went into this show and I honestly thought. Even based on the first two episodes we shot, which were "Leader of the Pack," where the guy tries to take over my band,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my band, <laughs> and um, so you
0: finally had to let all the girls in.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then the mm-hmm. second one we had taped that week. This is why I think we did them in twos. The second one we had taped that week uh, was the graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. I I remember taping those and I was thinking like, oh, this show is kind of going to be like a band wanting to make it and just how we're just in a small town and the small fictional town and and things are going to happen to us, but still it's really going to be about us um, wanting to be famous, I thought. Mm. So I thought this is going to be a half hour fame. This is going to be a younger fame. Right. And as time went on and the scripts came in and there were uh, leprechauns and spacemen and robots, and us going to outer space, and a flying bike.
0: Right, right, the super bike, yes.
1: I, um, I started to get really disappointed, Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: really, um, really angry, Mm. and I remember it now being, and I remember, and I was very vocal about it.
0: Mm.
1: I wasn't, um, I still am. I'm kind of like my, my one of my theme songs is the authority song, John Cougar. Mm-hmm. I fight authority. Authority always wins.
0: Right, right. That's kind of me. Yeah. And
1: I wasn't by any means a brat, and I wasn't by any means ungrateful, but I was questioning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And here I am, 14, and I'm questioning, you know, let's TV execs and TV writers and Tommy Lanchon, right,
0: like, right.
1: What is this? What are you doing to me? why am i'm here and i'm t- t- singing to a robot I'm talking right. to an alien right what are these shows what's going on yeah. what do we do so i i was very frustrated very frustrated and there are some times you can see where i'm not much of the story because of that frustration and because it maybe looked ridiculous for me not only to be Six to twelve inches taller than these kids, <laughs> right. but to then be involved with the space alien or the leprechaun or the flying bike, so that in those episodes, oh, Mickey's singing like the three concert songs.
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. I wasn't about the dialogue or the, you know.
0: Yeah, I never noticed but, that. Now that yeah, now that you say I, that, I'm gonna have to go back and, and watch. Yeah. Yeah, I sense. was.
1: I was. I was pretty vocal and for me it wasn't about like artistry or what did i know at 14. i was no i was certainly no kind of artist per se right i was just disappointed right and i think personally just as a 14 year old boy perhaps embarrassed
0: yeah yeah. and i
1: know that rasan has talked about this too you know him being 10 years old and having to put on you know the superman leotard
0: right right
1: sing you know, so so I became almost like embarrassed that I was like on a baby show right. as a fourteen year old boy.
0: Right, right. You know, well, so. and Moosey addressed that too. You know, Musi said I had to get into the mindset of this is a kids show, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I have a ton of nieces and nephews and um, varying ages, and mm-hmm. and they do theater and things like that. But you know, they they're conscious of that. How's this going to look at school? And you know, right the rules and yeah, so. Did the show start airing while you were still in production? And with that thought in mind of being the 14-year-old, what was the reaction you were getting, uh, both worldwide from fans and at your school, you know?
1: Well, I think it um, it was airing while we were still taping. I, I do remember that a bit. Um, I also remember having to go to school on the set and, and doing my best to avoid it. Mm-hmm. um as best as I could escape from the teacher that was on set because I just oh. I've, never, I've never liked I've never liked school <laughs> okay <laughs> okay and um Jerry's asking, hiding
0: we're trying to do school uh, Jerry's, uh, hiding. No.
1: Jerry's hiding oh where's Jerry oh he turned in his homework already he's he's yeah. on the set <laughs> yeah. and that's what I would do I go hang on the set or hang out in the production office I want to be with yeah. the adults right I, right. I really want to be with the adults and um uh, I, I do remember it airing then and I was in school, but here's the thing. I went to a school called Valley professional mm-hmm. and it was for kids who were in the business and legally uh, at least in California, you had to go to school from eight 30 until 11 30 every day, which is mm-hmm. the same thing with being on the set. We had to have three hours of school a day. And so I would go to Valley professional from eight 30 until 11 30 every day. And after that, you would uh, have time for lessons and auditions. Right. And I remember I was definitely at Valley Professional during that time, and I had classmates, um, you know, there were combined classes, so like seventh and eighth were together, or even sometimes like seventh and ninth were together, and the room would be divided, and the teacher would spend time over here, and the teacher would spend time over here with the ninth graders, and because I had, cl- it was very small, probably 10 kids per class, but I had classes with, and I was friends with, um, people like Jason Bateman, and, and, and Moon Unit Zappa, and Dweasel Zappa wow. went there. A lot of ice skaters went there who were um, competing for the Olympics. Uh, Christopher Bowman, who went on to compete and and win a medal, um, because you would go ice skating at five in the morning. And then you'd go to school and you go back to ice skating. And I go
0: back to ice skating. Yeah. 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 And
1: um, uh, I was friends with and took classes with Janet Jackson. Uh, Yeah, which was great. I was was a good friend of hers and her friend Melanie, who actually sings and wrote on um, the Control album. We wow. did that together while I was still friends with them a little after a little after high school.
0: Crazy.
1: And um yeah, I I I just had a great time there. Uh I was not then to answer your question, I was not teased because I was right. with other actors and singers right. and, right. and yeah. so it wasn't a thing. It did become a thing later because uh so for seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grade, I went to Valley Professional. Mm -hmm. Uh, for 11th and 12th, I went to Taft High School in Woodland Hills and it was a public school. Mm -hmm. And during that time it was on the Disney channel. And of course I'm going into a school with kids who are my age who had seen it when it was in syndication as well. And yes, I got teased the hell out of. Because Disney
0: re-aired your episode.
1: Disney re-aired my episode for a good two or three years. Uh, and, and also these kids could have remembered me from two, three years prior when it right, wasn't right. syndication. And of course I went to the big, um, public school with, you know, 800 in my graduating class and had to join the choir, you know? So, so, so right. people knew me and, right. and people who, who were me were mean and teased on me a bit on me, you know, but
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It
1: was what it was, you know?
0: Yeah. Happens. So by the time it was, you know, I thought you were aged out, honestly, I thought you know, that they let you go. But by that point, was it okay with you? Like, if this is going to continue on down this road? And I'm so glad you got out before they went to Disney, because then it got worse, you know? (laughs) But like, yes. 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 Um, Were you okay with it?
1: Um, It was interesting to me to listen to Tommy's uh, interview um, and to hear um, the business behind the business of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And to hear him say that I got a bum deal, mm-hmm. uh, in leaving, that was nice to hear
0: Good.
1: because you know, I did and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I did because I feel I aged out. So I imagine the adults around there felt I aged out. I imagine producers felt I aged out. Right. I was taller. The difference between the pilot and the first episode of Kids Incorporated, if you just look at pictures, I had changed so much. Oh gosh! Let, let alone my voice.
0: Right, right. Of course,
1: going through the change mm. during my season of Kids Incorporated mm. it was going through the change.
0: I never so, noticed that. Yeah. Never so noticed. there,
1: so there yeah. are times I would sing down here because I couldn't sing up here, and there are times that I would sing up there because I'd yeah. be able to. But it was a, it was change. Jing right during that. Michael Cruz is
0: like, we don't know what we're getting
1: today. Yeah, no, I, I, no, and I'll I'll get to that after this. Let me finish the sure. thought about leaving the show. So so, in leaving, I remember, of course, not loving where the show was and that I was on a true kids show. I felt mm-hmm. it was, um, Sesame Street with music instead of a half hour fame comedy. Right. like the like the tv show fame but a half hour comedy so and as i said i was vocal about that um uh and, and again not in a bad way so so when i was kind of asked to leave i wasn't really told per se the way that I envision it was (laughs) I think that they probably told my agent, my agent told my mom, and knowing my mom the way that she is, and probably knowing Tommy the way he is. My mom probably called Tommy and said, I'm not telling him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You tell him. You tell
0: him. Yeah. You don't
1: want to worry because Tommy did call me. Oh, wow. So he called me and he, I remember him. I remember where I was sitting. I remember saying, Jerry, you know, I think. I think we're making some changes next season and I and I think you know if it's okay with you we're 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 gonna move on from you for for this next season you know and and you know we're gonna recast and you know you're older now and and you know it's a young show and you know you got so tall now and yeah um, and and, and, he, and he was like are you okay with that and I was like yeah I'm okay I'm okay I think I said wow signed. Yeah. I, I I mean, I was not blind to the Menudo factor. I was not blind to what was going on in Menudo. I was very media savvy when I was younger and very, right. would very much um, read. Um, I would I, literally like, I was a crazy kid that would read the trades and would read billboard and I would read album notes and know uh, what songwriter wrote this and what producer produced this and who was hot at the time. And I would read the charts. And so I knew about Menudo and I knew that story and I, it's not like they hit me over with a log when, when this was Right, right, off.
0: right. Didn't come um, completely I, out. I, I,
1: and, and I think it's one of those, it's the number one, if I knew then what I know now. If I knew then what I know now, I would have shut up and not said anything when I was there. Mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I probably would have had better conversations about it. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have, and I kind of vibe from what Tommy was saying the other day, at least I thought this way in my head when he was talking to you um how it wasn't the right way to do it and how they did it and how they did it to the fans Mm -hmm. and how um it affected the show and i think there was a way either to oh let's keep jerry for half the season and ease him off or hey let's have jerry in the first two episodes and then he moves
0: that would be a good idea
1: something and yeah. that's kind of what I vibed from him when he was talking to you the other day. Right. That, that he wishes something like that would have happened instead of just,
0: yeah, the- yeah, no, yeah. And
1: I, and I would have liked that. I would have liked that because I'll tell you, I didn't watch much of the show after that, but I did watch the first episode of right. Ryan then joining. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah. and, I, and I was like, and I, because I remember, I think they had to like call to get the rights to use my pictures on it. And my mom asked me, Shouldn't just say yes. She yeah. Was like, are you okay yeah. if we use photos of you or videos of you for this first episode. And I was, I, and I said, Yeah, mom, that's fine. So I watched it to see what they were using. And, right. and I thought, Oh, this kind of sucks that this character is going away this way. Oh, well. Yeah. You know, and at yeah. that time, I'm 14 plus or probably 15 and was moving on with life.
0: <laughs> now that you say that, though, that would have been really cool to bring you back somewhere down the line. It's just like, Hey, yeah. he's in town visiting. You know, yeah. that would have been and really then, cool.
1: Something. I think that that, that would have been nice and it would have been, it would have been, it would have been interesting. And it certainly for me now, I've worked as a publicist for mm-hmm. since I was 21 in this industry. It would have been great PR for the show to, to bring me back right, right, on season two back. or three or four or something, you know. It yes. would, have been, it would have been nice.
0: I, I missed a couple of the questions I meant to ask. Um, you guys had incredible guest stars, David mm-hmm. Hasselhoff, Saida mm-hmm. Garrett. Uh, as someone who was so interested in the business at such a young age, what did you learn from them? And like, was that an added excitement when they came on?
1: It, it, it was because we were, we were in a bubble. We yeah. didn't know much. Of course, we were, first of all, we are kids. We are children. You know, there are some that are literally nine years old. Yeah. Uh, so we're just in a bubble. We're just recording our songs and singing and dancing. And oh, it's on TV. And oh, 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 it's on at ten in the morning in Los Angeles. Oh, my cousin in Pennsylvania watches it the day before at eight in the morning. And wow. you know, learning and knowing the learning, um, learning these things, and and you know, from across the country, of where our relatives are watching because it was syndicated. Yeah. At ten o'clock Sunday morning across the nation. It was yeah. different different times on either. My friend
0: Sarah just told me that she had to set her alarm for 6.30 every Saturday morning because it was on at 6.30 a.m. So yep. yeah, yep. that was dedication.
1: Yep, yep. But, yeah. And Tommy will tell you, but we sold it in that market.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter what time slot, he exactly. sold it.
0: We didn't care, we were on, yeah. <laughs> we were yeah. on,
1: right, right. Um, um, so what we're saying, oh, the guest stars. Okay, so I, I, I think David Hasselhoff came on first. And uh, David Hasselhoff came on like a storm. Like this guy is, was a star. I mean, he was yeah. just like Mr. Showbiz and hey kids and how you doing? And I'm David Hasselhoff. <laughs> and just, I mean, he is what you would expect. And so we were of course just like, oh my God, this is Knight Rider. This is, yeah. this is amazing. And then we're like, David Hasselhoff sings, I guess. And so we had got to sing, dance along, but he came in and he probably did maybe two hours with us and he was gone. You know, um, because I think he taped a couple scenes and then he taped his one concert number that we that we did with him. Um, So that was really fast. But he was nice and signed autographs. And of course, my brother being um, like I said, seven eight nine mm-hmm. um he was of course really obsessed with night rider because like this was like not a watch this was like night rider time
0: right right and,
1: and so he was obsessed with night rider and he signed toys for my brother and stuff and Aww. it was just great and my brother came my brother came to a lot of the tapings when we would do concert stuff you'll see him somewhere in the audience um and um because my mother couldn't leave him home alone so he would, just right, come, to right. work with, would come to work with his brother yeah yeah day. Um, lots
0: of kids grew up on that set you know
1: really did really did we all did I mean he was and and of course being in back to being in Utah he and Stacy were the same age Mm -hmm. so they were playing together yeah Yeah. they they were playing together and like Marta and I and the dancers were hanging out and Renee would fly between the two of us and stuff So it it was interesting to have that different age um dynamic too to see like who was close and who was hanging out with who? and Right, right. It was very, very interesting. But then, uh, Saida Garrett. So, Saida Garrett comes on, and I think someone on the show worked on her music video.
0: Mm.
1: And we, of course, wanted a, a pop star to come on. And it turned out that, oh, well, well, I just, I can't remember who it was. It might have been our set designer or something. Said, I, I just worked on this music video with this woman, and she's got a great voice, and she should come in and she'll be our pop star. So, that's how she was on our show nice and, and sang the song do you want it right now um which was from a movie i think called fast forward i can't believe i'm getting all this information right now for you i
0: remember um, that soundtrack that was
1: a great yeah, soundtrack great soundtrack so she was yeah. on track and that was her single uh and i think taylor dane later covered the song do you want it right now but so, so saida wasn't the saida man of the mirror at the time who wrote right, man of the mirror, right. you know, or, or sang with michael um but she, we knew that she was an amazing singer. and We had such a great time with her. Um, and that whole episode, Rasan and I loved because. Um, Ooh, I don't want to get choked
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> if you cry, I'm going to cry. So don't cry. No. Um, don't
1: cry. Uh, Rasan and I were so close. Oh, God, this is stupid. No, this
0: <laughs> yeah, is this amazing. Is a, I don't
1: but you're
0: we, gonna make me cry.
1: <laughs> we were so close because um, because we were the two guys in the front, and um, we connected immediately on music and immediately on um, R and B music. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved R and B, pop R and B, and always we'd be talking about like Patty LaBelle and Jennifer Holliday and all these amazing singers that we love, and um I just remember us doing that episode and we had so much fun because mm-hmm. it was just, um, uh, that's
0: amazing that, that you remember it with that much fondness I love it
1: I think because he didn't have anyone you know yeah. and he was thrust into this when I look back and um we just immediately connected like i said on music and it's interesting because marta was definitely into like new wave and um culture club and um uh, duran duran you know boy groups from the uk wham right and um rasan and i were really into pop and r and music and there were times that we would try to get some songs that were perhaps too R&B into the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just,
1: we, we just failed. I mean, the, 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 guy, the music supervisor would always be open to, to ideas, of course, of what we know to sing. He right. had so many slots to fill. And I remember there was a time, and this poor guy, I wish I remembered his name, but I came in there with a box of records one day. And looking back on it now, I'm like, who is this little shit that's going to try and do my job for me? Yeah, yeah. But I came with excitement of, I know a lot of music. I'm obsessed with music. Right. I think that Stacy would sound great on this song. That's what I knew in my head at 14. That's what I said to do then. And so I come in with this box of music, and this guy's totally into it. And he was probably he was probably a young kid. He was made if he was 28 or 30, I'd I'd be surprised. And um we just start listening to records and he's listening to everything. And I start singing along and Rasan pops in and I put on the pointer sisters neutron dance.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And Rasan and I just start wailing and I'm <laughs> singing, you know, I, I, I can, I can sing the Ruth pointer parts cause yeah. she's the lower pointer sister yeah. and he comes in on top. And so we sing that and Tommy hears us. And I remember him coming by and he's like, okay, we'll put that one in the show, write that one down. <laughs> and there were just other songs. I think I brought in like um, Olivia Newton-John, Living in Desperate Times. and Oh, that uh, was a
0: good one.
1: Marta ended up singing that. Um, I brought in You Should Hear It. She Talks About You because yeah. I had done it in the Roxy show and because I was such, and still am, a huge Melissa Manchester fan. I was like, I'd like to do this one. And I sat down and I I think we ended up choosing like 10 songs from this pile that I brought in.
0: Wow.
1: Um, and, and one of them also being like, I, I always thought, and I still do, it's funny, it popped on just the other day. And I was like, this is just one of the greatest songs in the history of all time is just once, uh, which is Quincy Jones, which yeah. James Ingram. And I remember I played that. I was like, I don't know how you could, ever find space for this in this show but it's just one of the best songs ever in the whole world and I love this song I, I don't care who sings it right somebody's it's gotta it sing it oh yeah. and then they did it with Renee and Stacey singing oh, it. Together. That's amazing so yeah I just remember you know so Rasan and I really connected on I mean, music we really had a fun time doing that that episode because the dialogue was based so we had dialogues together it was just me and him the dress the when we would get dressed for a show, we didn't really have dress rehearsal days. You would just get the right. clothes the day of. So when he and I do the thing where we dress up like we're workmen and they put the mustache <laughs> on us and yeah. they put the stuff on us and they make us hold the ladder, that's the first time we're dressed that way. Oh wow. The camera, When they put us in woman's clothes, yeah. that's the first time <laughs> that way. So a lot of times you'll see us laugh or you'll see us eyeball each other or I look at moments and I see during the X marks the spot and Renee's opening the gifts. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we're all seeing after, you know, days of rehearsing this dialogue and fake opening the teddy bear, what this teddy bear is really going to look like, what wow. this book is going to look like. So we were, especially Rasan would all, you, you can watch these episodes and see Rasan break all the time.
0: Well, there, when you said that, I just, I just had this vision in my head, like, uh, in the Saeedi Garrett episode, like he grabs your shirt or something and you guys are just like laughing. Yeah. It's hysterical. Because
1: we're just it. like, what the hell are we doing? Like we were just having a blast.
0: Yeah.
1: After a whole, you know, week or so or less of just reading the lines and like, yeah. it, was, yeah. it is different, you know, we're not, it, we're not Shakespeare here, but it is different when you put on the outfit and become something different. You'll be able to laugh with your scene partner and and have those moments. I, I remember like you say Rasan reaching for my shirt or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There are moments too. I think it might be an the spot where he, I mean, I think he did it often. He would play with um Renee's hair and fix mm-hmm. it. Just like while she's talking and this sh- and the shots on her. And he would yeah. use his hand reach in and just like <laughs> hair a bit. <day. laughs>
0: like, you got a hair out of place,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, so great! It's so real, so funny. Yeah, yeah.
0: The good news, guys, is this is far from over. Tune into episode eight for even more with Jerry Shirell. We'll see you there. But in the meantime, be good to others, be good to yourself, and may the joy, excitement, hope, and magic that was Kids Incorporated. Find a way into your life every day. See you next time. Two quick shout outs before I wrap up this episode. First, as always, much love to Eris at kidsinc.us or kidsincorporated.us or on YouTube, just kidsincorporated. Eris has been a huge help with all things, putting this podcast together, giving me openings and uh, of course doing all the research on YouTube. So Eris, thank you. A second big shout out is to my friend, Alice. She sent me this wonderful gift. It's a Kids Inc. podcast Tumblr made by Fangirl Creative. You can find Fangirl Creative on Twitter and I think other social medias. But I'm going to say start with the Twitter, Fangirl Creative. And I love this. Let me show it again just because it is so gosh darn cute. So she made this great Tumblr for the Kids Inc. podcast. And uh, everybody go check out Fangirl Creative. And thank you, Alice. That was such a great gift. And uh, maybe we'll have these up for sale soon. So keep an eye out for those. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys, we would love for you to check us out on social media. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Twitter.com forward slash kids Inc. podcast and Instagram.com forward slash kids Inc. podcast. Hope to see you there.